Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tabletop Radio Hour, your podcast for everything tabletop. My name is Zach, and this week I'm joined by the regular crew, Mark, Logan, and Zoe. Mark, Ooh. how are you today? I'm feeling kind of salty. How are you doing, Logan? <laughs> I guess I'm the salt shaker. Zoe? Uh, error.404, electo not found. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Zach, how are you? I'm more of a pepper guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, today we are back to play some more Seventh Sea. I personally enjoy this time quite a bit, but Logan's running us through this. And uh, I think without further ado, we're just going to hand things over to him. Uh, Do you want to give us a little bit of a recap from what happened last time? Uh, Yeah. Last time we had, you know, some lovely interactions as well as lots of trauma. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so we had uh, we had the lovely situation with a snake <laughs> where it got yeeted out a window. And then later on, we found out it might be a statue or something like that and sent as a warning and somehow connected to typical Andreas, you know, react first and then find out what was valuable. Oh, well, I love yeah. it. I love it. It's exactly. Yeah. It, you know, we've seen some rebuilding of the ship. We've seen. Briggs doing his, you know, Briggs routine of sneaking around and spying on people and, you know, not getting busted by the cops, uh, ATC, but somehow able to find out a little information that they're looking for someone or something. We had Busy Raza trying to to make a coffee service slash moment and then getting pulled away by Epos because Electo is caught in her own moment and we get some flashback scenes where we can see some of Electo's past and some of what has brought her to this point and some of the trauma she is now reliving from, you know, almost dying again. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a mix of things. There's a lot of interpersonal stuff. And it's hard to say big notes of activity because we didn't have major moments. But those were all moments that were very important to the characters themselves. So if you'd like a little more building on who these people are, please do take a look at our last episode. Part of that also, I guess the other thing that would be good is the king of Tyrion has come by and basically said that he is afraid that something is coming and would like to have Theonis Cleos up and running sooner as opposed to later and has offered some help. So we saw that scene there with the king trying to request aid from Andreas. And with that, let's pan back into... Let's start in the orchard where Epos has brought Raza to see Electo. And Electo is still walking, somewhat wearied, though we as the audience can tell that we're not sure if this is a weariness from the hours she spent treading the circle in real time or the weariness of the memory. Yes. It is a little bit of both. Both. (laughs) Both? Both. Both. Both is good. Both is good. (laughs) We see Epos pull Raza in and Raza kind of stops and like, yeah, okay, we're here. Uh, Hello, Electo. Hello? She just keeps walking. Raza kind of trades a look with Epos. Epos looks at him. Raza looks back. 
<laughs> look at him. And look he looks at the me. horse. Yep. <laughs> and I look at him. Epos does like a big like whinny and like stomps the ground real quick and looks at you. <laughs> no change. A little bit of horse fully there. There we go. And then Raza steps forward and tries to get in the, the path. Sees the circle worn on the ground and tries to basically get between you and the continuation of your circle uh, as, a, as a physical blocker. As you uh, run into him, what, what happens? I, I think actually she does physically run into him. Okay. It's, it's just kind of a... Her face is staring straight, but her eyes aren't focused. And what we can see, what she's seeing is the heat waves from... Mm the black sands just this intense blurriness and then she bumps into raza and just kind of like stands there for a second and then blinks and we can see from her point of view that the uh the blurriness kind of clears and there are still those heat waves because it is it is hot out but they're not as intense and uh as Raza's image kind of comes into focus. She blinks a couple more times and looks up and and says, uh, "Raza bin Matisyahum Shevitz Midian." Yes, I I am impressed. Most people cannot remember a lot of that. Well done. Uh, are you okay? Epos seems to think you are not. I, I'm I'm. Sorry, I, I, I didn't see you there. Am I, am I in your way? I, uh, I was... No, no, I, I came to get in your way. Do you know where you are? Do you know uh, when you are? It is midday. She, her eyes kind of shoot open and her eyebrows kind of rise up above the, the head wrap that she has. Midday? Midday? It was night. I was... I was just going to bed. It can't be midday. Epos makes a whinnying sound again and moves off to the side to, like, chew on some grass, but still kind of keeping that one side eye on you. He's like, I'm I'm watching you. I'm watching you. (laughs) Uh, And and she still has her bow in her hand. Oh, yeah. In fact, your fingers ache from the yeah. grip you had on it. Oh, yeah. It, it, she kind of lets go and, and grabs it with the other hand and puts it on her back. And now she looks uh, entirely confused. And then all of a sudden, she looks at Raza and she's like, I'm so sorry. We had, uh, we had a meeting. I, I, I missed it. Please don't worry. It is okay. I make more coffee later. No, no, no. That's, it, it is... It is Terribly impolite. I'm so sorry. I come, come inside. Come, come inside. I will make. I will make you coffee. I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe we can reschedule. It is fine. You can get drink and you know maybe sleep. More important. Uh, just, Epos came on the ship, and there was a standoff with the capitan. And uh... she looks over at Epos and says a sentence to him in Newman, and then Epos lifts up his head does a big shrug and like <laughs> then goes back to eating grass <laughs> like nothing happened and yeah. she 
She kind of giggles a little bit and uh, and looks back at Raza. Uh, I apologize if he caused you any trouble. <laughs> no trouble. It was quite amusing. Capitan <laughs> and him might have some issues later. Not sure if Capitan was looking to make more glue or what, but uh, there was frustrations. <sighs> Ipos knows how I feel about Andreas. I'm sure he shares the sentiment. Mm. Yes, I, I hear our, our beasts will share our same um, dispositions. Yes. Why do you hate him so? <laughs> he seems to be only kind to you. He is a great man. <laughs> Perhaps maybe he once was. You see, he and I were best friends and rivals. Uh, every day we would spend together either bickering back and forth over who could shoot the farthest uh, with our eyes closed or uh, drinking the days away in relative comfort. And uh, we were attacked and then he was gone. Not a word. Nothing. No note. No. I'm sorry, Electo. I need to go do this for my family. I, I have to go change down the people. I have to do it for Numa. I... Nothing. He left. Just... He left me alone. This same Andreas we have here, yes? Capitan? Yes. Yes, the same Andreas. I, I, mm. The same Andreas who always says, oh, for Numa and for family. Correct. He is different than any other Numan I have met. I should actually hate the bastard. And how many Numans have you met? Far too many. Far too many. They always raid my land. Sarmia, Sarmians are... We hate Numans. It is yearly that we get these raids, and at least every couple of years. And the last time, they burned the temple in our capital city. Burned it to the ground. And I wasn't even there to protect. I should hate this man, but he has saved my life, and he has shown himself to be quite honorable. I'm not entirely sure why I follow him. I just know that I must. Didn't you say that... You owe him a debt? Eh, we're going to talk about all the debts that I owe the world. I am I am a very broke man. <laughs> yes, that I is important, know. and that honor matters, but I am a pirate. Only a matter so far. And to say that I have honor would be... It would be laughable with some of my past deeds. So there is more than just the honor of him saving my life, if we're being honest. I appreciate the honesty. Have you had a chance to talk with him, not just, uh, you know, slap him for his past misdeeds? I wish I could have slapped him, but no. Brought him around the countryside to see what had been happening in his absence. Mm, mm, mm. Yes. All these natural disasters and strange circumstances happening. 
by the red hand. They seem to have grown in a way that is terrifying. Let me tell you, the first time we fight this lady, no crazy fires. I think once he says the word fire, it kind of like, she twitches just slightly as if the word itself has burned her. Sure, yeah. And whatever exposed skin she has, probably like on her wrists, she immediately just covers, just, you know, as a nervous tick. And uh, any wraps that she has in her hand, she kind of tightens them a little bit more, even though they they're, there's no reason for them to be that tight. Yes, it is terrifying. It's a perfect word. Kind of looks down at your hands that you're you're whining tighter, and looks back to your face, and there's a look of pain uh, that you would see in somebody who's you know trying to to empathize with what someone is feeling. Aha, are you okay, little one? And he tries to be like nice and and sensitive, and he's like reaching a hand forward, like, oh, can I can I give you reassurance, like put it on your shoulder or put it on your face? Did like he? That. And then he like, hold on, back. hold on. Did he just call her little one? Yeah. Um, I think we get a flashback in her eyes of she's looking up at Raza, but she doesn't see Raza. She sees somebody that she cares very deeply about, probably, uh, you know, a parent or or something along those lines. And they call her little one. And she we kind of like pan out the background of Raza. The trees are just smoldering heaps. The grass is completely obliterated. Anything living and green is now black and red with coals and smolders and embers. And then she blinks, and it's Raza again. And uh, as he goes to reach out, she hesitates. He sees that hesitation and and immediately is pulling his hand back. Uh, Please, please, uh, do forgive. And right as she turns her head away, he can see this, like, small little pooling in her eyes as she turns her head away to yell at Ipos, even though Ipos isn't doing anything. She says something in Numenari, and he, like, looks up at her and pins his ears back and snorts at her, and then, you know, goes back to eating his grass, and she says... I'm sorry that we missed our meeting. I have taken up enough of your time. Thank you. No, no, it is, it is fine. I just want to make sure you're... You're probably famished. I will bring food. Uh, yes. And he kind of, like, backs away and I, a little stumbly I, and a little weird. And uh, it, it is I, fine. We will bring food. You feel better. Take, take time for uh, us. I'll be back in a few hours. Uh, she she does that thing where she's like reaching out as he's turning away and walking away and she's about to say something and then just lets her hand drop and uh, looks down at the bow in her hands and then looks over at Epos and says, oh, Epos, I fucked it up. I, I, I don't mean to push him away. I just, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I, I'm going to go lie down. And from that, we we pan over to the ship, and there is 
a fervor of activity, and mm -hmm. moments later, we see a crew of about 20 carpenters and metalsmiths and a few sailors in there and, you know, just other sorts of, you know, workmen that, that, are, that are there, workmen, work, work, women, um, and non-affiliated um, <laughs> that are coming here to, to help out. They all have an armband that seems to be the only unifying thing that has the coat of arms of the king of Numen, or the king of Tyrion, sorry, because it's much different right. kingdoms together. It is a, a blue armband with this crest on it. Hmm. And uh, and you can see they're all, they, they show up, and uh, uh, one of them asks in N Numenari um, where the captain is. And uh, Dugal tries to force his way up there. Right, are you the workers? Right, well, we need this done of it. And, like, don't even, like, wait to have them introduced to you and just starts, like, directing <laughs> them off this direction and that direction. And you got yourself, you know, uh, you basically doubled your workforce. Great. While they're working, I will make rounds and, and make a point of, of thanking them for their, for their assistance and, and service and, uh, you know, making sure, you know, whatever needs are, are met. Again, I'll probably have, uh, try to get one of the local... Uh, food areas to kind of maybe bring in some catering so they can uh you know take breaks as, as necessary but without going too far to to keep at the work and just uh keep at it as much as possible okay perfect um we assume that briggs is also trying to keep undercover still yeah if if he's truly needed he'll go above deck or uh, off, you know, off ship, but uh, for the most part, he wants to stay away from those areas that he saw people patrolling. Sure, yeah, yeah. I think it's easy enough just to kind of stay, you know, stay in the area here. Uh, there's lots to mm -hmm. do and get lost in, and as long as you don't go crazy from having, you know, kind of be stuck one place, uh, yeah, there's, there's always will... something you can be working on. Yeah, something else I will uh, kind of maybe ask Mr. DeGaul is... Uh... Keep the volunteers working above decks. Let's let's do let's save the below deck repairs for our own people. All right, sir. Yes. Very good. All right. And smart. Yeah. Yep. Very smart, Mark. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, do you think I would slip in some baddie baddie in there to do something horrible to your ship? Yes. Well Yes. I know I would. <laughs> You're learning. I know I would, Marxist. <laughs> you know I would. <laughs> I'm actually going to fast forward montage a little bit awesome. over the next week or so. Uh, we don't need to go blow by blow on everything, but there were definitely some good interactive moments here. We see, you know, Raza comes back with food and we see that uh, Electo is completely passed out and just trying to recover. There is a, a camera fade into her eyes, into her mind during her dream. Mm -hmm. Where I would totally love to run through that that memory, uh, actually, where uh, Electo, you are standing on kind of like an overlook, they're looking down on the bay area, uh, kind of a, a hill or a rise, mm -hmm. and you see a ship pulling away, and there's this this like look over your your shoulder. It's a younger, the youngest that we've seen of Electo. Um, not covered up like she's going into the, the sands and deserts. In fact, it just looks like the same town. And we can see a ship pulling away from the bay here. It has the Theonos Cleos on the back of the ship. And Electo is looking at it leaving with no one else looking back. No one seeming to be 
to look in your direction. And as the camera pans back from looking that far out of the ship, seeing the back of the ship and then panning back, and we see Electo standing there, we see over one shoulder a quiver of arrows, and we see in her hand a bow. And just from the, the cut angle, we can see one tear kind of drip down and fall off of her cheek and down her chin, but from, from the backside there. Her hair is up, and then we hear shouting from a different direction, kind of down the hill, more towards, uh, it would be from Electra's perspective, from her right, as opposed to in front of her. And we see her head snap, and we see another tear running down, and we see her pull out an arrow, and she wipes the tear away with the tip of the arrow and knocks that into her bow. Fucking badass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think she's screaming in that direction, but the camera can't, the, the audio is off, and then she just runs off screen and does not look back at the ship. Over the next week or so, Electo has time to kind of recover a little bit. Everybody has time to rest, though it's, you know, you, you get your, your couple of four-hour rest times as you're working around the clock. The labors are busy and and... Everybody's working hard. And after a week's time, we see that the ship could theoretically sail. It's not up to ship shape, but it's got canvas. It's got, you know, uh, it's got some ropes. It's, sorry, line. Uh, <laughs> it, it's it's feeling like it's, um, it's mostly back to itself. Not perfect, but definitely much better. In this process, I'm going to say the whole repair, because the king's helping you out, as well as, you know, kind of covering some of your costs, would only take two wealth for you, but you can spend more than that if there was an improvement you wanted to see on the ship, something you wanted to have built in in this process. Mm. Ooh, wow. Just one, just for the sake of time. Anything more than sure. that would take way too much time. God, if we, it, it, you know, I think if we're going into uh, fleet, face a fleet, uh, anything we can do to increase the guns probably would be the best. Okay. Yeah, I would say either guns or hull reinforcements. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so looking at the ship uh, right now, it is just a brig. It's not that big of a ship. Right. Naturally, the brig has... Brig has two masts, two to three masts, or three decks. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, and we currently have a guns rating of zero. Yeah. So I would say we can jump that up to a guns rating one. Guns rating zero doesn't mean you have literally no guns on there. It's just you don't have impactful levels of guns. Right. You've got you know a cannon or two, you know, sort of thing. Mm -hmm. You've got small arms. I think yeah. guns level one, you're going to have like maybe four on a side. Yeah, yeah, it seems better. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's do that. Then we got okay. something and everything at least. Then I'll say that yeah. takes another two wealth, and you are down to six wealth from the horde that was brought in by. Uh, Briggs. I'm not sure if we had other money sitting around, but I'm just going to put that on the ship detail for now. We're up to one guns. And yeah, anything else you guys need to do over that time? I'm not fast forwarding too fast. No. We're, no. How, how much time does it look like? Okay, so we've gone ahead about a week. How mm -hmm. much uh, more time are we expecting? It would be best if you could have another week. Okay. With that, over this time period, you've gotten snippets from the king, mostly from messengers and whatever else not, as well as you've heard your own hubbub from sailors coming in from other places. There is a standoff between the Vodace and the Avalonians as they are keeping a certain distance away from 
they're in the Numenari approach, but keeping away from the land of Numa itself, Numen. Okay. You heard rumors that there is a fleet amassing in Castile, which would be interesting because Castile and Avalon are currently on rocky terms, mm-hmm. but Castile is still recovering from the war with Montaigne. Right. My brains are slow today. I'm so sorry, people. <laughs> and then you also heard that there are ships amassing at Iskandar, which is wow. in the Anatolai, the kind of like the, it's like one of the biggest cities of the Crescent Empire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. And we have a ship. All right, good. I think before we get too close to the final repairs, I'm going to uh, turn things over to uh, DeGald and... Uh, the crew, and I have some business ashore. Uh, please uh, continue with the repairs, and I will be back shortly. And I am going to head ashore, and I am going to head towards the last known location of the Amazons. Okay. You know, they move a fair amount, but uh, it doesn't take much to, to ask about that. Um who would you ask? Are you asking locals or are you asking the king? Because you know that the king now also has some Amazonian guards. Yeah, yeah. If the king would have uh, some contacts, that would probably be the best approach, getting uh, you know, some of his people, you know, even if I can't get a direct audience with the king, just get somebody there that uh, I can get some information from. Sure. You ask about, and then you were uh, told to wait and that there would be a messenger coming for you. Uh, you can just, you know hang out here in this salon and the okay. salon is kind of like a waiting room area in a local i would say it's like the town's magister's office that hmm. has been converted into where the king is staying for right now Makes uh, sense. the magister himself has moved over to an inn and so this salon is just a nice little seating area very you know well i was gonna say attired but that's not what i'm thinking of uh nice chairs nice sofas all that sort of well furnished furnished that's the word hey all right <laughs> You wait for about 15 minutes, and Sophia comes in, Mm. and she is in her Kingsguard regalia, and she has weapons at her hip and a bow on her back, and she looks at you. So, what do you want to see the Amazons for? The king has business for us that uh, we need to go out and do our job to... Keep Numenari safe. You had said that I could see our daughter. I would like to see. I would like to see her. So you just need to see the Amazons. So you can check on your daughter and ask us for help. Of course. Sure. That's fine. We can do that. She kind of arms crossed, waiting for you to, to respond or say something. If I am going to be protecting the people, especially those of my blood, I would like to see into their eyes. That is all I ask. She quirks an eyebrow, takes a breath, and it will be granted for you. Anything else, Captain Andreas? That would be sufficient. She nods. She says, meet me back here at the setting of the sun, and we will ride out, and I will introduce you to your daughter. Very good. She walks away before you finish good. <laughs> she starts to turn, <laughs> I should say. Nice. She walks out of the Oh, is it hot in here? <laughs> oh, yeah, I gotta take a second. Pen? <laughs> Where's 
Anybody got like a <laughs> napkin or something? Ah, Did you turn the temperature up in here? <laughs> what? Who messed with happening? the thermostat? The blankets were passed around for shock. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, guys, I need a drink. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, actually, I was about to say that in character. I, Andreas will probably go get a drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's 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 a thing. Yeah, spicy, very spicy. Just, uh, oh, it's uh, muy caliente. <laughs> very hot, very yeah. hot. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I actually kind of want to stay in that moment, and we see you get a drink, and we see you spending some time and getting lost in thought, mm-hmm. maybe you know, or, or, or taking up your time, and basically the day passes faster than you expect. When it's coming down to that sun is setting, you head up to that same building and yep. can meet with meet with her. Is there anything you want to do during the day before we get to that? Or no, I'll probably be just kind of drinking and watching the sun slowly advance. And when it is time, I will I will be there. Okay, perfect. You're waiting outside, and just as the sun sets below the horizon, you just have those, that glimmer of twilight. Sophia comes out leading a horse of her own, looks at you, sees you don't have a horse, just kind of gives a head nod, and she walks with you as you guys head off towards kind of the hills outside of Tyrion. Not the same direction as where Electo is with her orchard and where she stays, kind of uh, like uh, 45 to 90 degrees off from there, but outside of town. There is a quiet, (laughs) uncomfortable walk (laughs) for about 20 minutes. You come up upon what would be known as an Amazonian camp. Do you want to throw some some flavor on that and tell us what we see, since you have seen these folks before and know this culture? As you pointed out, they're very mobile, so it's a lot of easy to set and and take down tents. Several of of them probably even just sleep on bedrolls in the open, open air. Okay. Probably almost constant training going on. It's you know somewhere within the camp, mm. uh, hunting, gathering their own own food. So a lot of that kind of preparation is going on as well. I imagine that's most of the activity. And then you said it was you know nightfall, so you know, got some campfires going. Uh, probably starting to settle down for some some meals, that sort of thing. As you're pulling up, you actually see there there are some sort of torches around mm. in a circle that are being lit. And you can see there are a couple of Amazonian warriors that are stretching and spinning some wooden weapons. Uh, it looks like there's going to be some sort of torchlight training tonight. Mm. And they're kind of you know warming up and, and limbering up as they're uh, they're getting ready for a fight. Yeah, and, uh, Agni Kai, Agni Kai, let's go! <laughs> <laughs> D- different sort of fight. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and we see this young girl in a i picture almost like a like a, a very classic roman i think it is style but it's also used for greek stuff as well dress mm-hmm. flowing linen a pair of clips at the shoulders one, one on each shoulder sort of thing with like a, a bit of extra cloth hanging down and just she's about four or five years old with her hair up in a ponytail kind of braided dark brown almost black sort of hair and she has little flecks of some sort of blonde coloration through. Uh, not sure if it's sun bleached or um, or natural, but there's like little strips of that. She's playing, and we see her turn and look, Mama, Mama, and she comes running over to Sophia, 
and she jumps up and, you know, Sophia gives her a big hug and sets her down. You see Sophia whisper something to her and the little kid's eyes look to you. She kind of timidly, not scared, but like the, the little kid level of uncertainty kind of takes a couple steps towards you. And then like a smile breaks on her face as there is recognition. She runs over and she goes, oh, you're a daddy. You, Nona told me all about you. I you are try. like a great hero, aren't you? I, I try to say hello. Of course, my chest is in a vice, so it doesn't really come out. I, I kind of croak a little bit. Are you feeling well? I look at Sophia with a little bit of surprise and kind of scoot down and say, Hello, I, I am so happy to have finally met you. Me too! <laughs> you have the fittings of a great, great warrior ahead of you. She smiles. She beams so big. You, you are going to be a hero, I can tell. And you know that she said, Nona told me all about you. And Nona is not a term for mom. Nona is a term for, um, like, auntie. Aha. Okay. So tell me about yourself. What do you like to do? Oh, I like horses and I like swords. And, uh, and she just, like, Little kid just yeah. starts to bubble about yeah, yeah. all kinds Whoa. of things <laughs> and, and how much she loves the swords and she's going to be such a great archer, just like Nona one day, and she loves horses and there is there is an excitedness in her that is contagious. Yeah, yeah. Just listen to it all, just letting her letting her ramble and, and go on and, and on and encouraging everything. Oh, that's great. That is so wonderful. So, rules question. Can I spend a danger point to make a PC show up? Uh, you can say whatever Ooh. the fuck you want, buddy. Uh, yeah, yeah. You got, you're in the chair. Point that Sophia's eyes flick up, and she smiles. Mid-sentence, your daughter stops, Nona, and runs past you. And we see Electo walking into camp. At which point, yeah, I was already kind of squatting down. I kind of look at, look at her and... I will probably lose my balance there and just <laughs> drop on my butt. <laughs> Fucking sit right on sit your ass. Down. <laughs> sit down. <laughs> what's uh? What's her name? Karina, was it? I yes. don't think we'd... we. We well, more... it was a C name. Uh, Karina is what I have written down. Karina. Karina. Yes. That's right. She she gets down on her knee and opens out her arms and she says, "Karita, come here, come here," and picks her up and. Holds her and spins around in one big she fell giggles. swoop and then puts her down and uh, and says, have you been good? Mm, yes. I've been practicing. Do you want to show me? Come on. Yes, yes, yes. Look, look, look. And she like jumping, hopping, <laughs> runs over, grabs a, I'm going to say this time she grabs a sword and she tries to show you this sword form. Uh, we would think of it as a kata, but that's not mm -hmm. exactly accurate. It is just a... A, sequences, a sequence of moves that kind of help emphasize blocking in a couple directions as well as striking from those blocks. Yeah, it's combat choreography. You got it. Yeah. And she seems to go through it mostly well, except for at one point she kind of stumbles. Her, her footing isn't quite there, but she, she shows a certain level of aptitude. I think the whole time Electo is smiling and when she kind of falters, she says, oh, that's very good. That's very good. But remember, you got to watch your feet, where your feet are at, I right? Know, you don't want to slip. I, just, uh... I know you get very excited. Mm. And then she uh, she kind of ruffles her hair a little bit. 
and uh, gives her a squeeze on the shoulder and says, uh, um, is, your, is your mom busy? Mama! And she looks, and it looks like that Sophia was busying herself with getting something together, like maybe she's preparing food or, or getting something ready for her daughter. And she turns yeah. around, and she's got little, like, trays of, of some stuff. Let's say it's uh, some cut-up vegetables and a um, cool, fresh dill and uh, white sauce. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, tzatziki, you some mean? Tzatziki sauce, <laughs> yeah. and carrots. Oh, um, yes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're making me hungry. I know, right? I was just thinking, like, damn it, now I need some heroes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Some hummus. Oh. Yes. Some flat bread. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Well... <laughs> I know what I'm doing afterwards. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think she walks over, kind of like nods at Sophia and takes a cucumber and dips it in tzatziki and eats it and then takes another cucumber and dips it in tzatziki and passes it over her shoulder to Epos, who has been just <laughs> nudging his nose as close as he can. His lips are doing a little like bitey at the <laughs> air thing, you know, <laughs> yes, like yes. a dog like lick the air near food. Oh, mom, mom. He's nomming at the air, yes. <laughs> She looks over at Andreas and then looks at Sophia and says, I should come back later. You appear very busy. And the camera pans to Andreas. How are you doing, buddy? <laughs> hey, buddy. He Hi, is, uh... it's me, Nona. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he he will uh, he, probably finally be kind of pulling himself and getting back to his feet. But yeah, Jaws is still dropped to his chest. He will kind of stagger forward a little bit. He will kind of kind of go up to Sophia a bit. She is beautiful. Is she happy? Sophia smiles when you say she is beautiful. And her eyes kind of flicker when you say, is she happy? And she looks at you for a second. What sort of question is that? Of course she is happy. She only hears the best stories from Nona about you. She has no worries. And she is learning our ways. And I'd say a bit of mine, but, you know, maybe we'll find a miniature horse for her. Yes, I, she is doing so well. Is there anything I can do? I think, uh, <laughs> I think my hubris is going to activate nice. in a second. Nice. Um, <laughs> g- give me a minute. I got to look oh, it up. Boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Hold on. Uh... Hold on. Oh, boy. My my it. hubris is bitterness. Um, <laughs> I receive a hero point when I bring up old grudges and bad feelings, but doing so would lead you to trouble. I think when you say, is there anything I can do, Electo just blurts out, you could not leave. Oof. I think Sophia was going to say something, and she kind of eyes pop a little bit, looks over to Electo, mouth closes. Looks to uh, Andreas. Is that what you want? To Sophia. You know our ways and what we must do. Yes. I think we have more to talk about, you and I. Mm. But it seems the two of you have some things to work out. Karina, time to wash up. She uses that to pull herself out of the situation. Damn it, Sophia! (laughs) (laughs) Using the kid as a shield! Like any good or not good parent would do. Damn it! (laughs) Uh, Today's episode is sponsored by 
using our kids to get away from your responsibilities. Sponsored by Innocent Children. That's right. Um, <laughs> also sponsored by Kleenex. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I will uh, nod to Sophia and Cardi and say, I will be back. Kind of watch them go and kind of turn and look at Electo and kind of look off to the off to the, towards the ship where, where Raza is. You see Epos step between you and the view of the direction where the ship is and kind of look at you and one ear flicks back flat against his neck then he keeps walking along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Watching you, buddy. Good, what a good boy. <laughs> how many twists does a person's life take when his enemies are his friends and his friends are his enemies? I wouldn't know, considering I'm not even supposed to be here anymore. Where are you supposed to be? I'm supposed to be dead, Andreas. Why would you have to be dead? Why, why do you think fate is so simple? She just kind of stares at you with a blank, exasperated expression and rolls up her sleeves on her arms. And you see these nasty, like, skin graft scars. And then she quickly, like, brings them back down. She just reveals it to the camera and to Andreas. Do you really think I should be alive? Hmm? But the fact is... After this? But the fact is you are alive. You are still here. For what? For what purpose? Hmm? That is for the... This is not my home, Andreas. That is for the gods to know and for us to find. Who, Who knows why any of this is the way it is? It is up to us to find what to do with it. There are dangers to this land, to these people, that need to be resolved. I have been told there's a fleet amassing just beyond our shores. Oh, and so you're just going to get up and leave again without saying anything. He, he looks back at uh, Sophia and said, You're looking- going to meet your daughter, say goodbye to Sophia, and then what? I would wake up in the morning again to find you sailing away without so much as a word. Looks at Sophia, looking back, has its pains. And yes, that quite often extended to others. You left me alone, Andreas, in a land I don't belong in, fighting a battle that is not mine. I left to go help to find some kind of mastery to hone my skills better. The Amazons wouldn't allow me to, and that's understandable. I am not of them. I went to the Black Desert to find the Arashiva Master, and I died doing so. I lost so much, only to come back and, and what? Clean up a mess that I didn't make? Many of us, quite often, have to clean up messes that we didn't make. But the fact that we can do that shows that we are alive, shows that you are alive. Join us. 
Join my crew. There is a place for you. What? Do you be part of our family? Why <laughs> no. not? Why not? You want to do good? You want to get out of here? We can do something. Yes. Be alive with us. Don't sit here and sulk. Be part of the solution. I think we need a fade right there. I need not like for the episode. We need to like go somewhere else because that's that's some shock. <laughs> what? Again. Okay. Yeah, okay. I uh, <laughs> I Zoe am flabbergasted <laughs> because I don't know. Right. I didn't think this. I didn't see this coming a mile away. <laughs> like, I just got hit with Electo's arrow. Like, damn. <laughs> just join us. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's uh, let's pan the camera away somewhere else. <laughs> uh, while I sit on that for a second, shit. Yeah, that's some that's some stuff there. Um, so Briggs, hi. <laughs> How you been? <laughs> uh, fine. Been working my ass off. Uh, you've seen over the past week uh, that the ATC patrols have calmed down, but you know that their ship that you saw that was going to be loaded up and leaving has not yet left. It has been eight, nine days now, and you know that they're still in the area. You just don't see them actively looking for anything now. Uh, you've been able to evade issue for the time being. You have definitely fallen more into that supervisory role if you want to, being that you have enough skilled laborers around. That would be very easy for you to uh, to keep working between multiple different crews and multiple different jobs and just keep directing them and kind of trading off with Dugald. I'm fine with that. Anything else you want to do about town or personally? Not specifically, but if I, if I do get sights of ATC around town, uh, I might do a similar observing. Okay. Uh, just kind of getting an eye of what they're doing, if they're still unawares, stuff like that. Sounds good, sounds good. You do see some movement here and there, but they're far enough away. It's not really like a threat to the ship. And you decide, eh, maybe maybe I should go check on that. And you head off the ship at some point, you know, looking to, uh, to skulk about and almost run directly into a young lady who you had previously saved from sacrificing everything mm. to the Devil Jonah mm. uh, off of a pier, but a week ago. And she looks better than she did in that she's not, like, in her, her nightgown or anything like that. She's, you know, she's in regular clothes, shoes, all of that. But she also is wearing a black shawl over her head, and there are tears running down her eyes, uh, down her cheek from her eyes. Obviously, that's where tears come from. Poetry, kids. Poetry. That's what this is. This is prose in working. So tears are streaking down her face, and her eyes are red and puffy. Black shawl over her head, and she she seemed to have been waiting for you, is what it feels like. Wait, she was waiting for me? Yeah. She stepped into your path as soon as you got off. Oh, uh, excuse me, sir. Just well, that, that you should know. Amar's dead. I hope you are right. I, I deeply apologize for your loss. Uh, as he kind of looks down to his feet in, in a sense of respect, almost. Um, There's a, a moment where she is just looking for words is what it feels like. And then she wipes tears away. Sorry for my loss. Well, 
Nothing could be changed about that now. We can't change any decisions we make. Unfortunately. Well, figure I'd let you know I'm leaving. Nothing else for me here. Where will you go? Across the sea. Somewhere else. Someplace different. Maybe I'll stay over in Nikiamara, or maybe I'll leave Numina altogether. Well, if you fail to find a place to go, um, sure, Captain can find plenty of room on the ship. As he kind of looks back behind him. Scurrying like ants all across the ship. Many people are working. Well, thank you very much. For what it's worth, I guess. Thanks for saving my life. Just wish you could have saved my mom. And I as well. She nods and takes her leave. As she leaves, Briggs will, like, brush up against her as to, like, oops, sorry, I bumped into you again. Um, and he will deposit a uh, decent-sized coin purse. That sounds like a risk. I'll take it. Let's do it. How are you going to do this? Um, well, I mean, Briggs, Briggs is many things. A pickpocket is one. <laughs> yeah, pickpocket is definitely one. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, is it pickpocketing, though? Because you're it's putting pockets. So I'm put pocket. I'm put pocket. You're put pocketing. <laughs> yes. Put pockets. <laughs> F. Yep. You know, uh, knowing Briggs, he might bump into her, you know, as she's walking by again. And at that, at that moment, Ori will jump off of my shoulder, scurry around, and deposit it on her while I'm the one distracting. Okay. So you want Ori to make the roll then? And you are distracting uh, for Ori to help him? Them? Yeah, more, more. Okay. I always forget Her? you yeah. have a monkey. <laughs> I always yeah. have a monkey. Glowy blue eyes, little monkey. Glowy blue eyes. Mm. Okay, so with that, you are giving assistance. Uh, you can take the better of either your stat or your skill numbers for with mm-hmm. his stat or skill opposite, whatever it is. Um, right, right. So it's it's one is got to be his, one is yours. You roll those dice. We're looking to get at least two raises for it to happen and to be unnoticed. So Ori, in this sense, is not a actual character. Correct. As of yet. Oh, that's right. We haven't statted a character on that. That's right. We We're haven't statted a character for Ori yet. Ori's okay. just kind of like my ship mascot for the most part. That's right. That's right. Okay. Uh, cool. You then could just, do just you. A, um, you could do like a trusted companion role where it's just five dice. Uh. I'm okay with that if you're okay with that. Sure, yeah. Cool. Plus, you're assisting somehow, so I guess maybe an extra die, so six? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wonderful. Six dice. Okay, time to roll some boats. Come on, Ori. Come on, Come on Ori. Uh... That is three raises, no remainders. Heck yeah. All righty. Perfect. Done and done. We see you bump into her. <clears throat> oh, was there something else? Oh. 
No, my apologies. I'm just clumsy. Well, best of luck to you. And she turns away and walks away, making sure to keep some space. And we see Ori kind of pop off of a, a bag she had on her shoulder and kind of, you know, monkey scurry over towards you. Ooh. Ooh. What? Ooh. What do you? What do you want? And he just scurries up your leg and like tussles your hair and you know, is a monkey. Right. Give him a banana. That's what he wants. He did the Good thing. Son. He gets paid. <laughs> we don't. We don't have bananas on the ship. Unfortunately, I've got this dried papaya. Let me make this abundantly clear. I do the work and I get paid. Uh, yeah, Don't. no, uh, <laughs> uh, he, he scurries <laughs> up and yeah, he, he chews on a little piece of dry papaya and you guys head off into town. And I think we'll call it there for now hmm. for this episode, mm. just because of how much time has gone by, even though it does not feel like it's been an hour. <laughs> no. Right? No, absolutely. There's a lot that's happened. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. I've just been sitting over here eating popcorn. <laughs> just yeah, no, legitimately. <laughs> I'm the uh, observer, honestly. Logan, do you have more prepared after this? I do. I don't. Damn have well, to. they're not leaving. Uh, leave it to me right now. No. Yeah, that would be the, that would be the thing. Is like if we were to pass it off, I don't know if Andreas is in a place where he could. Yeah. Not be. Yeah, that would be. You know? That would yeah. be. So, uh, yeah, right. no, I've, I've got I've got plans for the rest of what's happening around Numa. Awesome. So um, awesome. A that should be stuff. a more action focused time period. Uh, we'll see. Cool. Obviously, if we still have more in-person or in-character in conversations, uh, I definitely want to leave space for that. Um, but mm -hmm. I feel like we're at a good place, at least for some of that now. Perfect. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, people. Mm -hmm. And uh, yes. make sure to share See with your friends and, and, and come on by again. Yeah. Absolutely. If you made it to the end of the episode, thank you so much for listening. If you like what we do, head over to our Facebook page. Give us a like. You'll get regular updates for when we release new episodes, have events going on, different stuff like that. And like Logan said, most importantly, tell somebody about us. I'm going to go play some more games, and I'll see you guys next time.